2: Brian. Rana, I don't, oh, that was, you did your murderer voice.
0: I did. Yeah.
2: Is that so appropriate?
0: It's all for this. We
2: have to tell people. If they don't, I think most of the people in the carriage house already know because these two were on the carriage house. They came in and they made a total splash the week that this fabulous new podcast debuted. Correct. What am I talking about? That's That's messed messed up. up. An SVU podcast hosted by who?
0: The best in the biz, Kara Klink, Lisa Traeger. That's
2: exactly right. Two fabulous Jewesses who happen to be comedians and Law and & Order superfans, Padme. Terrific. Me.
0: Every week they take you through an episode of SVU, which of yeah. course is everyone's favorite Law & Order. Of course. They do a deep dive into the true crime it's based on, and then they interview an actor from the episode. Wait Ronna, who have they had? Wait who have a they
2: minute. Had? Here's what I do know, Padme. Yeah. May. They yeah. had Masha Gay Haddon. Say it again, I didn't that? hear you. I couldn't Masha hear you. Masha <laughs> Gay Haddon was right That's on this right. podcast. So if you think they didn't come right out of the gate with, uh, with some real heavy hitters, they heavy absolutely hitter. did. The podcast is for SVU watchers and true crime fans alike, even if you don't watch this show, which a lot of people don't do. These ladies have got you covered. There's a lot of people that don't watch the show, but do listen to the podcast.
0: And who love true crime. That's exactly right.
2: Absolutely. So if you like SVU, true crime, funny women's, funny women's, pardon me. Sure. Hot takes on Mariska Hagerty's here, but everyone's got an opinion on that, pardon me.
0: Olivia Benson.
2: Yeah. This is a podcast for you.
0: That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast is the comedic true crime podcast you never knew you needed in your life with new episodes every Tuesday.
2: That's Messed Up is on exactly right now. So listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Good luck. (gasps) Brian. Rana. Tell them. Just tell them, Brian. I'm not love even gonna is build in the this air. up. <laughs>
0: All you need is love.
2: Love, exciting and new. L. Come aboard. We're expecting you. For the
0: way you look tonight. Oh, oh. I, don't know. I don't know what I was I don't for. either.
2: Here's what I do know. Rana. February 13th.
0: The day before Valentine's Day.
2: We are inviting all of our gorgeous Carriage House Valentines.
0: Oh my God.
2: To a Sadie Hawkins dance.
0: You're all invited. Rana and I are doing an actual big time Zoom live show.
2: Yeah, though it's not going to be Zoom. It's going to be some other. Excuse well, me. I guess it's all Zoom. It's, it's all, all Zoom, Zoom. But we're
0: doing a yeah. big live show for the first time ever.
2: We are so excited. We've been building this up for about a year. Right. saying We're going to do it. We're going to do it. But it is finally time for the Carriage House Cabaret.
0: Yes, it is. And edi-
2: it's Lonely hats Edition. We figured February 13th, this is going to have to be the biggest bummer of a Valentine's Day that we've known in years, all of us. That's so right. So why not make it fun and spend it together?
0: It'll be a kick.
2: We're going to do February 13th in the Carriage House. The tickets are going to go on sale next week week. That's right. Okay. If you're on Patreon you get the link early and there's a couple of bonuses that are associated with that. Sure. But on the twenty sixth, it's good so we want you to mark your calendars. February mark 13th. them up. somebody else invites you to a live event, you say sorry, I'm already have plans with Ron and Brian. That's right. Yeah. So right. polish those tap shoes and get ready. Because I'm ready. Yeah. Brian has already announced that he'll be wearing a black corset and dressing from the favorite.
0: That's right. I'll have the big black curly wig and the white face That's with the right. we're gonna get what did you beauty mark? you know
2: beauty mark, You're gonna look like a cross between Captain Hook and Linda Ronstadt.
0: That's right. Yeah. <laughs> get ready, world. It's gonna be sexy
2: all right. Maki calendars, Ma kiss, kiss. da 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 Da-na-na-na-na-na. <laughs> da, na, na, na.
0: Ronna, did we return last week or did we return last week?
2: Oh, I mean. Okay. People were so excited. So excited. I also felt like there was a little bit of an atmosphere of we've outdone ourselves. And you know me, I like to take that personally.
0: Yes, you the do, idea, Ronna.
2: The idea that the expectation for us could be lowered in any way. They should always think that we're reaching for the stars. And by the way, I guess today, I hate to tell you, there's hardly a more topical. uh, I don't think we've ever had a more topical guest.
0: And by the way, excuse
2: me, I just
0: hiccuped. I thought that was a mouse. It was. (laughs) You said your hiccups sound like
2: little squeaks. Little mousy hiccup. It was a little squeak. Let's hope that that doesn't come back. My God. Well, he'll, this guy I... will
0: have the answer for you if, if it's you true. need any. Yeah.
2: He's not a doctor, but he will know what to do about hiccups. Yeah. But we've never had a more topical guest, I don't think.
0: I have to say the one, two, I mean, I also have to say, I don't think that Conan and this guest today really have that much in common. So we zigged and zagged.
2: Well, they're both Harvard graduates, actually. You're right. Yeah. Ivy Leaguers.
0: Ivy Leaguers. Ronna...
2: Conan was was wonderful. How How... was Conan? He was fabulous. Oh, Oh. do we love Conan?
0: (sighs) Loved. If you could have talked to
2: him for another four hours. Oh, yeah.
0: It was so easy.
2: Yeah. He had such a blast. He sent me a personal email telling me what a great time he had on the show. Is that true? Yeah.
0: That's so nice. And he
2: said, can I get Brian's email? And I said, under no circumstances. Why? Because I can't have people poaching you from the carriage house. I'm already sharing it with too many people.
0: I got it. I got it. Yeah. I yeah, got it. and also so we I probably said, would have talked about you. Anything you
2: have to say oh. to him, you can say it to me. I can pass it on. Okay. So he wanted because to tell me how he tell wanted me to tell you how fabulous you were and what a great time he had.
0: That's very nice. Yeah. I um I was hoping to get his email just so I could get like his real impression of you. You know. Oh. Sometimes I like to do that with the guests.
2: Oh, do you?
0: And I found I find out post show <laughs> like what did you really think of Rana?
2: Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. And what are the reviews so far?
0: You know, mostly positive, yeah.
2: Five stars, five stars only, or a little less? I would say,
0: no, I would say, yeah, five stars. I think everyone's been very impressed with you.
2: You know, last week on Patreon, I don't want to talk too much about Patreon on here, we did something we hadn't done before, which is we did what what we're calling a watch party, a January watch party, instead of-
0: We took our trench coats and flashed them off into the carriage house. That's exactly right. Yeah.
2: Instead of our Quarantine International Film Festival, what we did was we watched- Thirty for thirty, Tonya Harding, or Tonya, as some people like to say,
0: ridiculous.
2: And then we watched, looked at a bunch of fabulous figure skating. skating. We did, yeah, wonderful, gorgeous
0: performances. Yeah,
2: I was very upset to see that thirty for thirty. They gave it; it was had four and a half stars on Amazon. How could anyone give it less than five stars?
0: Dare you?
2: That means someone gave it four stars.
0: That was a five star doc.
2: Unfathomable unfathomable truly and you know the woman who directed it Annette Burstein I was saying she directed kids days in the picture but she also directed the Hillary Hulu show oh
0: sure yeah wow yeah she's very talented
2: and she did that documentary on that wild man John McAfee which I've been meaning to watch for a while Oh, you wait, is know the, about, about the
0: virus guy, the McAfee virus it, 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 millionaire on the run, murderer possibly. He's, that's yeah. the
2: one. <laughs> All through Central and South America, he's been on a murder yeah. spree, and yeah, yes,
0: and he was the head of McAfee, the virus protection thing, mm-hmm. and then lost like every dime of it. Yep, like was worth that's half a billion dollars at some point.
2: Yep. Maybe, maybe he has two or three times left, but then moved to some crazy town on the edge of nowhere and like Costa in Belize. Rica yeah. Belize. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So anyway,
0: yeah.
2: um, Dia, Honey. it's been just since last week, this country, I mean, by the time this uh, comes out, I don't even know where we'll be. I honestly don't know where we'll be.
0: I don't but either in a bunker. It has
2: been, uh, we've been up, we've been down, we've been all around and the only self-aligning of the pandemic at the moment is that we can't travel, so we can't feel the glaring, disapproving eyes of the world Of on the us. rest of the world. Yeah.
0: Or the glee. Probably not the glee, actually. Probably just like, guys, what's up?
2: Glee in England.
0: Maybe. because we, yeah. we made, Because they just Brexit it. We really go back and forth with England in the last four years.
2: It really is <laughs> a familial relationship.
0: They started it with Brexit, and we were like, oh, you idiots. And then we were like... There's no way. I mean, yes, we have a lunatic running, but there's absolutely no way that's going to happen. Not in America. And then it did. Uh-huh. And then it did. Yeah.
2: And they I mean, Boris Johnson was really dining out on the insurrection last week. I don't, did you catch any of his oh, quotes? Oh, yeah. He yeah. was
0: like all of a sudden someone who was- Had
2: some scruples all of a sudden.
0: Yeah. No kidding. Who I think was sort of, I don't want to say tight with Trump, but they were, they, they respected each other. Didn't, weren't they sure. sort of friendly or something? Yes.
2: Definitely thought. Look, all of these people are about whatever their shared interests are, That's and he true. definitely felt like whatever Trump was up to was fine with him. Yeah, but they do love it when we stumble because you know they still never got over the fact. Right? That they
0: think it's like hilarious. We're the,
2: we're the cousin that moved to America and became a billionaire.
0: What a kick! You all are fascinating yeah. over that. and
2: there. they're still living off the interest of the of the empire. That's right, to more or less.
0: Sure, sure.
2: Uh, how are you today, dear?
0: You know, Rana. I'm feeling okay. I feel yeah. rested. Great. I feel settled. Um, I feel like twenty twenty one started off with a whimper in a good way. Like it was yeah. a very I had a very calm new year. I didn't really do anything. Yeah. That's how it started. But but I have to say for everyone who thought twenty twenty one was gonna be a better year, maybe it will be in like July or August.
2: Yeah. I but know, I think we're still in 2020
0: were, through the summer. We're
2: pinning their hopes on the ball drop. They thought that somehow the world was magically going to change. After and then the ball a week dropped. after the
0: ball dropped, something absolutely unprecedented
2: happened. No, I spent <laughs> my birthday watching the election returns. Yes. After receiving some oh, of the most gorgeous, it all happened that day. I had the most gorgeous uh I got the most gorgeous flowers from Brian, I have to tell everyone. Thanks, Ronna. Further rubbing in my face that I forgot his birthday this year. <laughs> uh, that's I
0: can, and don't you forget. I
2: can only imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I was already starting to plan whatever it is for your birthday.
0: You know, Ronna, um, I didn't even remember ordering them because I was so high with a charge of like who's on top now. Of revenge. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh So I planned to spend my birthday because of course it was going to be a quiet, you know, there's nothing to do really, but I was excited to watch the election returns. And so that was a really fun That was fun. Yeah. That's a fun way to have a little purpose on your birthday. That's true. And then the next day was the insurrection. And I don't think I've watched 10 hours of cable news in a row since 9-11 probably.
0: I I have to say- CNN doesn't get a lot of play here, nor does MSNBC in the no. carriage house. But and by the way, neither does Fox. Obviously, but um, I was glued. And and then when John Ossoff <clears throat> won, it was such a nothing moment because the world was on fire or the Capitol yeah. was on fire. And as yeah. we've
2: discussed on Patreon, you know, the day started with Merrick Garland getting his big announcement for the Attorney General. He'll never
0: get a break, Ronna.
2: Never ever.
0: No one He'll ever always
2: wants. Always be. He'll always just be the guy circling the deviled eggs at the White House Hanukkah party.
0: Now, when you saw him at the White House Hanukkah party, did he do that thing that sometimes people do when they feel awkward and they're alone while he was at when he was looking at the sort of hors d'oeuvre table or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Did he start like did he say anything to himself like, oh, those look good? You know, that thing that people do?
2: Uh, and it's so it's If he so did, he did it with his eyebrows. He didn't say it verbally. but oh, he even sort worse. of acted like he, he knew people were looking at him. And he, you know, like a kid at the dance, the punch around the punch ball. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe oh, I'll that's try a this. Hor-
0: I've been but there. But I have
2: to tell you, I can't even imagine what this affair looked like with these. And you know, Melania was supposedly doing a porcelain photo shoot while this was happening.
0: If so I heard.
2: By the way, Let's be done with her too now, okay?
0: Melania, yeah, yeah. done. Not Dust that, it. not
2: that we weren't, but I mean, come on. Yeah, all she had to do was keep a mouth shut. She actually didn't have to say anything, and and now they say. And now, what about this phony story, the planting that Ivanka says she's going to the inauguration and Trump is mad about it. Yeah, that's absolute bullshit. Phony baloney. Phony
0: baloney Yeah, trying to
2: make her look like she's some sort of a person.
0: B, she did tweet that they were patriots before she finally took it down. Not finally, she took it down quickly. Yeah.
2: That's what she said. American patriots. She's
0: absolute garbage, that entire family. I think the only reason that people are a little harder on Ivanka than DTJ and Eric is because she is very smart. You do expect more from someone like that. She does seem to have a good head on her shoulders, except that the family in her case literally trumps everything. So she's. Uh, dr- had she the, is her. She's she had is the juice. her
2: father's daughter. She's just 2.0. That's all. She's more. You're right. She's a more refined version. But. When when are people just gonna understand that these people are just completely self-interested?
0: Oh, horrible people. So
2: if you were friends with Ivanka, she's probably pretty nice. She probably remembers your birthday and sends you flowers and has yeah. all the social graces and Ask Carly Kloss. Yeah. But well Carly Kloss has been has been dragging her.
0: But it really hurt Ivanka's feelings. Ivanka yeah. said, We've never talked about politics together and I just always thought we had a really she's never expressed that she is upset about what's happening in the world to me. Which I don't care. I mean, come on.
2: Well, Kali Kloss is a total liberal, but just because you don't talk about it at the dinner table doesn't mean you don't know that the other person has a different point of view. Yeah. It's why you're not talking about it at the dinner table. Exactly. But in any any event, I'm sure she's a pretty nice uh, friend or intimate to have, but then when you extrapolate it to the wider world, you just realize the only thing these people care about is making more money, more power. And also she's completely been, not even drank the Kool-Aid. She was raised on the same Kool-Aid. I was going to tr- say. Trump's father raised him on it and he raised them on it.
0: If you see how quickly people have been brainwashed in the last four years. Yeah. Sh- started early with her.
2: Yeah, it's not even bra I mean, this is how we do it. Yeah. That's what it is. And then we, you know, she's just the one that puts the sort of frosting over that absolute Dog food cake that they're all selling, but anyway, uh, what dog food cake is that a thing?
0: I, I, I loved it.
2: Um, Do you know I that they have smash
0: cakes now, Rana?
2: Meaning what? You can smash them on purpose.
0: Well, apparently, at babies' birthdays or like when they're you know how they sit in the high chair and they get the cake all over their face, they yeah. now have what's called a smash cake, which is just a separate cake baked just for them that they can destroy and then they take pictures.
2: Oh, so they have the cake that they serve the guests and the baby gets an individual smash cake.
0: Yeah. I don't know why it made me so mad before I said it, but I guess it's practical.
2: Well, why can't they just smash one piece? Why do they That's have to what have their I own was cake?
0: I don't know. Yeah.
2: It just sounds like another yep. extension of treating a baby like it's a prince or a princess.
0: I feel like you'd walk into a bakery being like, oh, it's my child's third birthday. Okay. What cake do you want? This, this, this. And what about the smash cake? It's like, and are you about kidding me?
2: You know what it's like? It used to be that when you to, went to get your hair colored, they would automatically blow your hair dry afterwards. The blowout was included.
0: Are you saying they don't any longer?
2: No, you have to pay for the blowout.
0: Well, what do they expect you to do? Just leave there with freshly dyed wet you hair? Can,
2: you can either leave with wet hair or you can pay for a blowout. And that's not how it used to be. It used to be included in the service. And to me, that's what the smash cake is. It's an extra. It's a way to make an extra twenty five bucks on every sale. Is what it. Oh, you're not getting your baby's smash, a smash cake?
0: cake. Yeah. Oh,
2: oh no! I made sure a pizza cake.
0: No, I she's nice. Even, she doesn't I do a smash cake. I don't even
2: think a baby should have a birthday party until they're four.
0: What's the point?
2: Three or four. Absolutely.
0: Get away with that for as long as you can. These
2: people that throw giant first birthday parties. you know what I did? I threw a cocktail party.
0: Honestly, brilliant.
2: I put Jordan did you give in the baby a cutest, drink? I put him in the cutest velvet little knicker suit. Okay. And dressed him up for the, for the cocktail party. He came to the party for 45 like minutes. Like a little over, popper? Yeah, everybody a little a little print a little Lloyd uh, font Leroy, oh, Leroy sure yeah. sure sure and everybody got a look at him. His beautiful little hair was you know brushed to the side. A little sure. baby a little baby grooming product. He was always perfectly groomed. Right. Brought him out. He said hello to four people and then we handed him to the nanny. She put him to bed and we had a cocktail party. We celebrated the fact that I made it through a year. Excuse right. me. Yeah. And that I looked fabulous. What does he care? What does he know? Yeah, he doesn't. Doesn't know anything. Really, it should be a party
0: for you being like, I got through a year of this.
2: That's exactly right. I always think Jordan's birthday is my birthday. On some level, it's a celebration of me. I'm the one of them in here.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess so. Huh? No, I mean, I guess you did. I'm not doubting your paternity. Maternity. Maternity. Excuse (laughs) me.
2: (laughs) That's the second time you've doubted it, I think.
0: Rana, that's not true i well, sim- even
2: even if he was adopted which he wasn't what's the difference i still had to make it through that first year what do you oh, think that's easy Come no on. of
0: course i don't is a blowout <laughs> the same as a brazilian uh butt wax
2: in your locker room it is yeah <laughs> where you do your blow ball or whatever you call it the blow i don't ball. do it yeah people were upset about that did you see that well, why are they upset with me? I don't do it. They were, No, that's why they were upset with you. They said, what's wrong with it? The blow dryer doesn't touch the balls. That's what they were all saying. Oh,
0: these, and I have to be honest with you.
2: Get out of the care,
0: Gay, straight, I don't care. Yep. You're disgusting.
2: Yep. <laughs> you would take a community that is item ugh. and put it near your private pets? Disgusting. People were writing it under the comments. What's so bad about this?
0: Because it's absolutely mortifying. Use a towel. These people.
2: These people, these people. Now, there's one other thing I wanted to do. Speaking of last week's episode, I wanted to follow up on something.
0: Okay. So we had the
2: question from Switzerland with fabulous Yannick and Sarah. Yeah. Who will who will be seeing when we go with Conan on his private jet to Switzerland for the Swiss Travel Show? I I I got to be honest, when I
0: got a little childish during that question, I'm I am embarrassed. P- P- go ahead.
2: Why did you get, where did you get child? I was just what,
0: giggling through the whole thing.
2: Well, why, I mean, it was funny. Yeah, this I guess was, so. So you were, you were laughing. I laughed at the idea that this guy's, I <laughs> laughed now, that his sister had committed suicide and his father was in the hospital. Uh, with a brain tumor, pardon me. But uh, I, what we were really laughing about was the frankness of the way the question was phrased. Just that the, it was like he the, said the sneezing. T- T- exactly. TMI of it. Exactly. But it got me thinking. As I was listening, of course, for the, with doing my quality control session, yeah. it got me thinking about our answers, which I think our answers stand on their own. But I think in a way, uh, I think in a way, we did not factor in enough this issue of the loss of the sister sure. and the potential pending loss of the father. Right. That's and fair I, to say. I wondered if Schluti. Uh, is also suffering a sort of crisis of intimacy at this moment. And that there's all this death and sadness in his life. sure. And so what he's, on the one hand, what he's trying to do is just, these romances are an escape from the actually quite difficult and dark reality. I mean, that tracks, yeah. And so that's the one one way to look at it is, I just want to have a good time. And if that's selfish, well... I deserve it. And, and by the way, I think this is, I don't even think he's thinking this way. I just think this is what's going on subconsciously.
0: Sure. This is how it's manifesting.
2: That he wants, he sees it as an escape, but he has made a bargain with himself, if he's a sensitive person, that he doesn't worry too much about these people's feelings because he's not over-promising. But we know he's overpromising with his behavior. Anytime you you whisk someone away, you're making them feel like you're trying to, you keep them in your life sort of thing.
0: I have... Oh, please go ahead, Rona.
2: No, please. So no, this that was, was a basically different thing. Basically, it was I just felt that maybe we weren't fair and we weren't perceptive enough thinking about all of the loss that he's dealing with and that the, really what's going on and the reason he's having difficulty uh, coming to fruition with these people right, is that he also... It's also a control, and it, it's a control and an intimacy issue, and that he can't handle, he's trying to have some control over his life, and that he also doesn't want to give more of himself, whether you whether you want to call that a physical manifestation of his mental state or not, he doesn't want to give himself to these people. I have to tell and, you. Yeah. So that was sort of my thought was that maybe Shkloody's actually having what you should really be focusing on with him is not these relationships, but trying to get him to talk a little bit more about the loss and the fear and and the fear of his mortality that he's experiencing. And maybe he also feels like, why would I go much further with these people? None of this lasts forever anyway.
0: I don't know how anyone's supposed to climax ever again after you said coming into fruition. (laughs) Can you imagine saying that during sex? I'm, I'm, coming, com- I'm coming, I'm
2: coming, I'm uh, coming to fruition. To fruition. Yeah.
0: It's kind of sexy. Ron, yeah. I, I have a question for you and actually for Shkloody. He could answer this also.
2: Yeah. If Yannick and Sarah even still listen to this podcast, who knows?
0: Well, they can answer it then, Yannick. Okay. Yeah. When they, they get the
2: Dash it. Egg Cooker, they can let us know. Fine. Yeah.
0: We sent them a Dash Egg Cooker?
2: That's the idea. Uh, but I thought we... we were
0: kidding about that, that we're sending, not sending that international.
2: Of course we're going to send them a Dash Egg Cooker.
0: Well, what are they sending us?
2: Uh, chocolate, I hope.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. This was my question for Shkludi. No, for Yannick and Sari. However you say her name. I'm sorry. Sarah. Sarah. I
2: believe it's pronounced the same way as it is in English. <laughs> well,
0: you never know. What came first? <laughs> Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. yeah. What came first? Luge, the sport, or yeah. luge, like alcohol luge, like an alcohol thing that comes down.
2: I think that's a terrific question.
0: Do you know Rana?
2: I am going to guess that the the luge shot. It's a good question because it it revolves around the ice sculpture, right? Does the luge? I'm going to guess the luge shot predates the sport, okay? But that it was not called that. Just the idea of the thing that's in some sort of medieval court. Somebody would get a block of ice like a Viking Uh, and send a shot down it. But the idea of calling it a lose shot is inspired by the Olympics. But I would love somebody to figure that we must have a, an alcohol historian. I sort of <sighs> you know who would know the answer to this? Sue Perkins. She has a she did a really? show she did a show with Giles Corrin all about um reenacting Historical oh, yes. meals.
0: Yes, I yeah. remember that. I forget. what was so the name of that show? She would know
2: the answer. It was called um
0: the, like remember when they ate like Christmas pudding or something? Yes, Ugh. exactly.
2: Oh, but they would eat or they would reenact the meal that they had when the, you know, Sultan of of Brunei came in for well it wasn't Brunei because they Brunei didn't exist sure. yet. But in 1712, you know, King Henry VIII's wedding feast to Anne Boleyn or whatever. Right, right. And then they would eat, you know, a greasy Goose or whatever, Ugh. yeah. We should have Sue Perkins on the show. We should get her. On I the show. would
0: die if we had yeah. her on the show. I let's love her. Let's see what we her. can do.
2: Let's see what we can do. Yeah. All right. I think our guest is probably here waiting for us. If I'm not then mistaken. Then let's get
0: into it. We can't. We can't waste a. Uh,
2: have you got your questions ready?
0: Well, yeah. they're I mean, they're all me focused, but yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, of course. Like, do, do you, you think, think he'll
0: know? I want to see if he can predict my blood type. And do you then think I'll know he'll if he's know legitimate or not
2: just by looking at you. If yeah. you have already had it.
0: Because then I'll know, yes, because then I'll know <laughs> if he's the real deal or not.
2: Do you think I have antibodies? Is that your first question?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think I have antibodies? What's my blood type? Do you believe in keto? You know, stuff like that. Even oh, though
2: keto. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, let's definitely ask him if he thinks keto is a thing. Yeah, that's a great idea. You
0: know, I keep forgetting yeah. he's not a doctor, Rana. but that's just because he works. <laughs> well, obviously he worked in the Obama administration for Medicare and Medicaid. Yeah. But yeah. he also is, you know- one of the one of the first responders to COVID and how to solve yeah, it. Yeah,
2: and is prov- and is providing a real service with the podcast in the bubble. In the, with the bubble Andy with Andy
0: Slab. All
2: right, all right. Here we go. Attention, Carriage House members, run a here to tell you all about Anchor FM. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. If you're that sort of person. I have a staff. Excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss.
0: out. this guest today I know. is like, I mean, yeah. we had Conan O'Brien last week, which was yeah. great. He it was, was too- brilliant. It was so fun.
2: He's very good at what he does, Conan.
0: Absolutely.
2: But speaking of people that, that are good at what they do, excuse me.
0: I, I think mean, this is like top of the heap.
2: Yeah. Well, Fauci's the top of the heap. Let's be fair. Okay. That's fine. This is uh but he's untouchable. But Fou- I feel like
0: he could still sing New York, New York. He
2: Fauci or Andy? Andy.
0: <laughs> we'll ask him. We'll have him sing it.
2: We'll see. Well he'll see if he can carry a tune. I, we're gonna find sure. out he we're gonna find out he was in one of those a cappella groups in college. That's what we're gonna find out now. Always yeah. the most unlikely types.
0: Sure, but sure, sure. In
2: any event, this is absolutely the most topical guest we have ever had. We are so yeah. delighted. Uh, the star of all kinds of things, including the Obama uh healthcare project, excuse me. But really No this, kidding. Really the star of his own podcast at the moment.
0: In the bubble.
2: In the bubble with Andy Slavitt. We've yes. got Andy Slavitt.
0: Hi,
1: Andy. Hey, hey guys.
2: We are so delighted to have you here today.
1: I was gonna pretend to be Tony Fauci until you said nice things about me.
2: Well, you'd have to say you'd have to say words like Graham instead of Graham if you were gonna be Andy. If you're gonna be Tony Fauci,
0: he's so charming.
2: Is he? He is.
0: And no one, I have to say, he really has an accent that's dying. That I really love that it's. Remember that period when the only people talking were Trump, Cuomo, and Fauci, and we were like. (laughs) Is this just the American accent now? I loved it. Yeah. You got three boroughs there. Yeah. That's true. Well,
2: it's funny. I love it on Tony Fauci, but I can't stand it on Chuck Schumer. Andy, is it weird
0: that that you're not a doctor?
1: Yeah, especially for my patients. Yeah, Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Well, it's weird because you were the the
0: person sounding the alarm about COVID and everything, and you're so invested. I just assumed you're a doctor.
1: Yeah, I mean, so yeah, some of my family does too. No, it's not. It's it is weird. It is weird um, because people like some people think I'm a I'm a doctor, but I'm I'm not. Let's just set the record straight. And I never pretended to be a doctor. I don't like doctors. No, I I like doctors, but they look they're they're the ones on the front lines dealing with all this uh, every day. And you know, people got to tell their stories and get their word out. Um, but they're they're all incredible heroes. I'd like to think if I was a doctor right now, I'd be in an emergency room cowering under a desk somewhere.
0: I have to say, was the very most stressed you've ever been, maybe, Yeah. when you knew this was all coming and no one in the administration was doing anything about it?
1: You know, it's a weird feeling. It's like, I described it as sort of like, imagine that, you know, you see a house on fire and you know there's people inside sleeping who aren't aware. And for that, for that, um, Brief moment, you get this adrenaline rush where mm-hmm. your legs can't move fast enough, your, your mouth like can't move nightmare. fast enough. Like a nightmare, yeah. Right? And then, and then there's this weird feeling where you're like, I oh, wait, I smell the smoke, I see the smoke, I'm saying, you know, there, it looks like there's a fire over there and it could be bad. And then there's a bunch of people looking, going, no, I don't, I don't see it. I don't think so. And then you're yeah. like, okay, this is strange. We, this is strange because you don't think that it's about opinion and you don't think it's about a, a value judgment. You're just like, hey, I think we got a problem and we all ought to be prepared. And then uh, that was an even weirder experience.
2: What is your personal operating anxiety at the moment? Is this still giving you anxiety or does it feel like a job that you're tackling on a daily basis? And so in some ways you feel that you are, you're obviously very obviously contributing, but so do you feel that you're active? Whereas that was the feeling of paralysis?
1: It's a great question. I actually think it's Easier to get anxious when you feel powerless, yeah. And so my my defense mechanism against anxiety is just doing stuff, like just like you know, picking up the phone, calling, trying to find ventilators, trying to find masks, calling, talking to governors, trying to solve problems. And if I if I don't do that, then I probably be more likely to to freak out. And then the other thing is just weird, and I don't know that it was intended this way, but you mentioned it. you're kind of have to mention the podcast that I do. It's, which we started this year called in the bubble. And, you know, we decided that the ethic of that sort of became, we call it 50% Winston Churchill, 50% Fred Rogers, 10% dad jokes. And the, you realize that like people are interested 10%. Yeah. That's the dad kind of podcast. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like turning your ramp up to 11, but we, we kind of, um, you know, people tell us that they they that there's so many places that they making them feel anxious these days or adding to their anxiety. Yeah. That they really hope to just through this podcast get some sort of message which isn't trying to scare people, and it's to try and it's trying to help people. So I actually like um, have to be calm and and soothing and remind yeah. people that the world goes on. So. You know, if I'm feeling anxious, um, you know, it probably, I try to deal with it before
2: well, I it's talking. the Well, it's also the look for the helpers thing. Yeah. You're a helper.
0: Right. A helper. Yeah. Right.
2: right. Did you give I, any
0: advice to Martha Stewart before she got vaccinated? Did <laughs> you advice to Martha Stewart?
2: <laughs> I have a couple of questions. That This is really not what we do on the show. What we do is people ask us questions and we answer Correct. Them And we're going to do that. But we've got like a really special that.
0: guest today, Mona. But, but because we
2: have... We have you. Well, here's the thing. You were saying you're not a doctor. We're not doctors. We're just a couple of people with opinions who happen to be right most of the time.
0: Are we, you saying, Rana, that we're the Andy Slavits of the advice Andy, podcast Andy genre? Andy
2: has uh, more graduate degrees than we probably do. But. I
0: hate to tell you, though, Rana, we're not getting robbed blind while we're on this Zoom and not noticing. Someone has been taking things off the shelf. Andy, you need to know that behind you, that your shelf is becoming more and more <laughs> empty. And I don't want to raise an alarm, but I'm just saying your house is being robbed. It's a fake and right? it's
2: And it's happening from within. Um, yeah. But as long as we have you here, I have a couple of quick questions I wanted to ask you, if you don't mind, about all of this pandemic yep, business. Please, please. And I'm yes. not sure I'll be asking them in the right order, but I'm going to ask them anyway. My first question is about the vaccine itself. Which is everyone, and we won't get into the fact that one of the major impediments in this moment is these people that don't want to get the vaccine. Oh, we can get into it, but there's not much we can do about that probably at this very moment. But my question is, when? what does the vaccine really mean in practical application in people's lives? So first part is, I get the vaccine. How long until I can start walking around acting like I'm vaccinated? That's right. A. Mm-hmm. And B, is is it true or has there been more research done on this idea that basically my understanding of the vaccine is the vaccine prevents you from getting sick. It doesn't prevent you from acquiring uh, COVID-19, but it, pre- pre- it prevents you from developing the illness Becoming as, a, symptomatic. as a result. And so doesn't that mean... What, what do we know about, can we still spread COVID to other people once we get the vaccine? So how careful do we have to be? What is, it, what is the practical meaning of, obviously, what we're going for is herd immunity. If everybody gets the vaccine, then we don't have to worry about whether you've, you're spreading it or I'm spreading it, because none of us are going to get sick. But what about the in-between? You guys
1: don't even need me. That was all correct, everything you said. Um, but it, so here's, here's, what I'll, here's what I'll add. I mean, I, I sort of always try to start with this. Vaccines are probably the greatest invention you know, in the history of
2: oh, mankind,
1: yeah. more than even like TikTok. I mean, it's very Ugh, powerful. I'm about
0: to walk out of here that you we're said not,
2: that. We're not TikTok, because I know we seem very young mm. to you, Andy. But we're but not I TikToks. still think
0: TikTok's more important than vaccines, even though I don't use it. Well. Yeah, you can. That, that's a, There's a, there's you a valid and, argument. You
2: and 98% of other Americans agree there's on a valid that argument. fact. Yeah. But
1: but look, I mean, you know, viruses are part of the world. They always have been. They always will be. And um, as one of the things that um, best way to understand a vaccine is that if you have, if your body can create an immune response, then you can hopefully find a way to, to stimulate that immune response without having to get the virus. And that's what a vaccine does. And that's there's there's different types of vaccines. They work a little bit differently. And without going into all the weeds. Uh, You're exactly right. What they what it does is it stimulates an immune response in your body, Um, and so when you if if you come into contact with or or get COVID nineteen, your body fights it without you knowing it um, or without you realizing you necessarily have it. And that's a great thing. Um, And even if you were even if it fought it mostly, and you got a little bit sick, it would still be a great thing. What we're trying to do is reduce the need for people to have to go to the hospital because our hospitals are overwhelmed. And of course, there's some percentage of people that go to the hospital that, that don't come out the front door.
2: And so also prevent not... people from uh, exiting the economy in a practical, you know, if you get everything the sniffles yeah. instead of getting deathly ill, you could still go to work sort of thing. Yeah,
1: very true. Very true. So that's the that's the um, the gist of it. Now, the question about whether or not the vaccine also prevents you if you do get it from spreading it to others isn't definitively answered it yeah. wasn't studied um, as it probably should have been quite frankly in all of the studies we have some hints and the hints suggest that it does very likely reduce your ability to transmit and the way you would the way they would know that is they would take a nasal swab because that's where most people um you know, in fact through the upper respiratory system um and they don't i think if you had to bet one way or the other um without seeing the evidence yet that's what it would that's what it would indicate now how long does it work and all of that so it probably takes 5 weeks or so for you to get the full immune response and by the way in most of these vaccines you need a booster along the way as people yeah, know you need a right. second shot
0: after a few weeks, which sounds so, fun. Let's be honest. I love the word booster. It's a cute word. Does someone it's want cute. to explain to yeah. Brian what booster means?
2: Yeah, it means well, you have to sit a little to, higher when you get the seat. shot. Okay, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: exactly. Okay, let's.
2: <laughs> what do you think, Brian? Brian's never been to a ground round, Andy.
0: <laughs> let's bring Brian <laughs> along little by little. Okay, it's pay a Hollywood what, power pay move. Hey, what you to, weigh? It's a Hollywood power <laughs> move to sit in a booster seat at a meeting. Yeah. 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 Every day we'll tell Brian a little bit more and one day he'll learn how babies are made. Yep.
1: Okay. So, so after so five weeks. Yeah. But, but here, here's the, here's the thing. I mean, you, so these people
2: the, that are getting the vaccination, you can't just go right back to work. You have to wait a period well, of time.
1: Well, look, he, here's, here's, I think the, the overall gestalt until we get to what you described as her as vaccine induced herd immunity, which is, um, which is the goal, as you said. But until that point in time, uh, we still need to go back to what I think people talk about as the Swiss cheese model. And I don't know if you've heard that expression. Or no, used that I expression. haven't.
0: No, I haven't either.
1: But if you took if you took a piece of Swiss cheese and said it's got like three or four holes in it. And so you say, take any one intervention, wearing a mask, staying six feet yeah. apart, washing your hands, um, having good ventilation indoors. Each one of those things doesn't work perfectly. Each one of them has a bunch of holes. But if you stack a bunch of pieces of Swiss cheese next right. to one another. And you, by the time you stack stacked four or five of them, there's probably not, you probably can't see all the way through all the pieces. Yeah. So the more things you do, the more layers there are, the lower your risk. And so a vaccine is just another one of those pieces of Swiss cheese where there, you still have, you still have, you know, 95, it still only works 95% of the time. So there's still a couple of holes. Uh, but until we get to vaccine and use herd immunity, I, I you know encourage people to continue to layer, wear the mask, mm-hmm. um, still. Distance. Um, distance. Uh, be, be be polite to others in, in that sense, and, and all of those things. So it's one more good thing to add. It's not, doesn't end it on its own.
2: Can uh, I give, oh, uh, please. I have one more question about that, though, which is the sort of good news, bad news, which is people want to believe that the, Vaccine is a magic bullet. I'll get the vaccine, then I can go back to doing whatever I want to do. You still I'm, have to I'm operate covered.
0: the same way.
2: Everyone has to operate exactly the same way until yes. er, until we get to the number, basically. Is that yeah. correct? And what is the number? What is the number the United States needs to get to? What number do we Seven, consider herd immunity?
1: 70, 70 to 85% is the number that Tony Fauci uses. Uh-huh um i use 69.8 to 84.7 but you know i i'll i'll go with tony's number fair enough um, because
0: we have this it's an extended argument we have about yeah Ugh, um, he seems like the type he, yeah yeah Andy, and, do you want to hear a little statistic about rabies just a little one okay Okay. So I just read this the other day. Apparently rabies in its full form in a human, by the way, once you get symptoms of rabies as a human, there's a nearly 100% chance you're going to die. It's, it's so late by that point if you're symptomatic. Yeah. But you develop a crazy irrational fear of water, even a glass of water or a body of water. People reach for a glass of water they're <gasps> thirsty, but then recoil in horror and they can't look at a shower and they can't do anything. They get so scared. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So does that have anything to do with what you're talking about with COVID or anything?
1: <laughs> That's fascinating. Isn't that, that wild? Is. But yeah.
2: viruses are fascinating. I'm sorry. Totally that That's why people die.
1: That's why people die. Because they
2: need Correct. water. Exactly. Okay. Two more How about quick, beer? Quick, How
0: about beer? Okay. They love beer. They okay. can't yeah. get enough of it. They all go out <laughs> drunk. Okay.
2: Two more okay. very quick questions. Yes. One is, do you have a theory on, you can answer them in the order that you want to. Do you have a theory about where the virus originated or are you a person who doesn't care? We're just dealing with what we're dealing with. And the other question is, what could the Biden administration do on day one and how quickly could we feel the impact of that? Because the major problem has been there has been no central directive. But what could they do on day one that would make the biggest impact, in your opinion?
1: So you asked me two questions. Yeah. The first question was wh- where did the, where did the virus come from?
2: Yeah. And do you care?
1: So you know, I saw, I wrote a book that's coming out in a couple months called Preventable, oh. um, and in it, um, it's basically like the Big Short for the pandemic. It's a kind of first person narrative taking you through everything that happened in a sort of TikTok fashion. And wow. in it, there's a character in this book who is a 34 year old young woman who is uh, she's a fascinating personal story. She was. Um, victim of domestic abuse. She was homeless at part of her life. Um, she was on Medicaid and she receives a call. Um, she's with her two daughters kind of trying to hide away for the for COVID, asking her to come to the White House because it turns out she's also a PhD economist and a PhD uh, epidemiologist. So she goes to the White, they, they call her an emergency to help her sort out these problems. So she shows up and it's a bunch of like 30 year old white boys with thin ties and Roaming around the White House, all of whom are like super successful. And one day she gets invited into a meeting with President Trump. And for all the people who've come in to volunteer and to introduce themselves, and they all introduce themselves as these big captains of industry. And she comes and introduces herself and she says her background and she's got these two PhDs. And President Trump looks at her and says, this thing was created in a lab in China, wasn't it? And she's there and she's in a room of 30 people. This is a scene from the book. And she looks around at everybody, and she you know she knows that the chances of it being created in a lab in China are near zero, but she also knows contradicting the president in front of all these people is a delicate matter. So here's what she does. She says, Mr. President, can I tell you a bedtime story? And there's this kind of giant pause in the room, and he says, sure. Uh, okay, tell me a bedtime story. So he says, she says, well, there's this village in Africa with a beautiful jungle. And one day, the villagers decide that they want to get to the other side without having to go through the jungle. So they 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 bring in a bunch of people to pave the road, a road through the jungle. So they knock down a bunch of trees, pave the road through the jungle. And while the workers are are building this road, um, they eat bush meat, which is basically live animals. And um, then they get through, and they build the road. And then she stops, and he looks at her and he says, "Yeah." And she goes that's the story of how HIV started. And he says, really? And she said, yes. So, with all the, 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 so the, the transfer of a virus from an animal to a human happens all the time. And every time we get closer to animals, and every time we, we destroy an animal's natural habitat, or global warming causes animals to migrate, more animals are in contact with one another. And weird things happen. And the passing of a virus, the reason they're happening more frequently, whether it's MERS or SARS or any of these things, um, is because uh, we are, you know, nature is basically off kilter a a little bit to some degree in terms of where animals and humans live and how how we live. And so that's how these things happen, um, whether it's in a wet market or whether it's in, you know, camel meat in the Middle East or whether it's in Africa where AIDS began.
2: Was MERS from camel meat?
1: Yeah, well, uh-huh. it was from the Middle East. I'm not
0: sure it was Camel's But it
2: originated there as well.
0: It originated in the Middle yep. East, yeah. I could have listened to Andy talk all day. I really well, could have. I not, can on In the Bubble.
2: That's not how our listeners feel right now because they want us to answer their very pressing questions that have I know to to right All, all I can say is the I was second, completely by the invested.
1: My <laughs> second, I'll make the second answer much quicker. Uh, in, in a nutshell, have a plan and treat it like an emergency. And those two things alone... Um, will be enormous differences in what we have today. Today, you know, we have basically a um, push this out to the states. Let's make sure the states are accountable for results. Let's make sure nothing splashes on the federal government. Um, Let's not think through, let's just go one move at a time. So let's, let's, we need masks, let's go get masks. We need ventilators, let's go get ventilators. But but nothing about perhaps um, saying, hey, maybe six months from now, we'll need syringes too. Let's work on that today. Um, so just having a plan, taking accountability and then treating it like an emergency. So vaccines shouldn't be nine to five in the hospital. They should yeah, be 24, 24 by seven hours a day in a football intense, stadium, in tents, yeah. in football stadiums, in drugstores, everywhere. And then ice, skating bring it to ice skating rinks. People can ice skating rinks. It's a little hard to do when you're skating, but um, that's true. But, but it's, it's not impossible.
0: It's yeah, impl- but it's probably easy to find a vein, although I guess they don't really need that for a shot.
2: It is interesting to me that, of course, the analogies come into play, but why this isn't being treated more like a war effort is astonishing. More right. Americans have died.
0: And is that because than- it's top down? I mean, is that in other words, is that a straight line to, to Trump's administration that this isn't being treated like that? He
1: can, he can run it any way he wanted to. I mean, he, he, he does anything he wants anyway. So um, this is something he decided wasn't important. Um, and didn't want to have a doesn't affect
2: for him. him personally. No.
0: Yeah. And do you think Biden will hit the ground running with this like
1: oh, yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he will hit the ground running. Do I think things are going to be fixed on January twenty first? Of course. No. Right. Yeah. But I and, and but I think he will be accountable. Look, I from everything I know about him, and from talking to him, and from talking to others on the team, um, this is someone who I don't think is going to go to sleep at night and have a peaceful night's sleep until this is figured out. Yeah. Um and I don't think he'll let his team have a peaceful night's sleep. I don't think I don't think anybody there will. I think they I think this is like as you say, Ron, it's like a war. Now, um well, um what was it? I'm sorry
0: you asked another question. No, we were, was I was gonna see wish. if you could guess my blood type.
2: <laughs> Brian wanted to know if you thought he had antibodies just by looking at him. But could you guess his blood type?
1: <laughs> he gets his blood type. I'm gonna go with AB <laughs> negative.
0: Okay. Well, I'll find out what it is and then I'll tell you. It's a great skill. Do you not
2: know, Brian? (laughs) Do you not know, Brian?
0: Do you know I can't remember? I think I have a card somewhere that says it. I don't even know my blood type. Yeah.
2: Well, that's pathetic on both of you, Pots.
0: How? What's your blood type, Brianna? Yeah, good question.
2: uh, Brian, whatever she says, just say figures. Universal. Whatever whatever the one everybody has. Yeah. Oh, universal. Don't know. Oh, negative. Figures. All right. Let's get to the big stuff. Are you ready? Yes. Andy, you don't have to be right. You just have to have an opinion. Okay. Okay. Dear Ron O'Brien an acclaimed guest. No kidding. Long time, first time. You guys are the absolute best. Congrats on season two. Don't know what I would do if I couldn't hear both of your voices every week. I could use some advice on how to deal with a crazy coworker of mine. I'm a huge fan of the show. So, you know, you've already touched on this. I know you've already touched on the subject in some capacity. However, I still could use some specific advice on this subject. My coworker is a QAnon Trump supporter who, even after the Capitol was stormed, furiously defends him and promotes conspiracy theories. Actually, let me correct that. She is a Nazi sympathizer. To be honest, I think she's married to a proud boy. The problem here is that we are teachers who interact with many different age groups, and a lot of our students follow her on Instagram. The older ones can roll their eyes and almost laugh at it. However, we have some very young, impressionable tween students who follow her as well. They've even brought it it up to me asking if I've seen her posts lately and how they're supposed to respect her in the classroom when she advocates for this stuff. I had a 10-year-old tell me that Joe Biden kisses little girls. And when I asked where she heard that, she said she she told me Miss X's Instagram. In the past week alone, she posted the actual video of the woman who died getting shot by Capitol Police, along with complete lies about how BLM were really behind all this and a picture of Kamala being lynched, saying how all this is somehow her fault.
0: I am jaw to the floor.
2: And it's constant. Like 10 to 20 posts a day about this shit. Excuse my language. It's the wish please, people, when you're writing in, remember that. You're going to be putting these words in my mouth I don't mind one bit,
0: so you keep doing you.
2: It's to the point where I can't bite my tongue anymore. Do I say something to her directly? Not that I think that will do anything. I'm well aware you can't change these people's minds. Do I bring it up to my boss? I'm not even sure if she's aware of it. Am I overreacting? I know these kids are on their phones 24-7 and see this kind of stuff all the time. But coming from one of their teachers has to be different, right? I'm not trying to get her fired. Or maybe I am. I'm just trying to get her to realize that she has realized she has kids who look up to her and that publicly announcing you're a Nazi all over the internet right now might not be the best idea. Any advice would be very much appreciated. Love you both. Thank you for making us all laugh and warming our hearts every week. XXGG.
0: Andy, any advice on this? Yeah. Yeah, I wish my, I I wish my mom wouldn't be doing that stuff. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, you yeah. know the apple fell far from the tree in your case. <laughs> right. If she's posting yeah. that, song. no, she's not. She's, she's she's not. So so so.
1: Look, I mean, I'm like the kind of person who, to a fault, wants to convince, wants harmony. wants to convince everybody that we're right. Wants to have a dialogue. Wants everybody to be heard. But you know, that's a wrong instinct in certain cases. In certain cases, yeah. people just have to be defeated. There's there's such a thing as wrong and bad and evil and. Look, if if she were not teaching kids, I would say, you know what? Just gotta, you just gotta, you just gotta, you just gotta win. You don't waste time trying to change your mind. The fact, the fact that she's teaching kids would would I, I would probably make sure that these public posts were well known by the people who needed to see them, so they could make a decision of whether or not it's appropriate. I mean, far be it for me to say whether she's exercising her First Amendment right or whether she's doing something improper. But I would want that body of work that this person has created uh, to at least be known by the administrators and by the community. And if people are like, Hey, no problem. It falls on the right side of the line and we've taken a look and everything she's doing is appropriate. Then, you know, that's one thing, but it sounds like if these examples that Gigi's using are right, it sounds like something people are going to be uncomfortable with. And I don't think parents are going to want their their kids vote to, to that, or maybe the one, maybe there'll be a bunch that do, but, the community needs to know.
0: I would think that at the, I, I couldn't agree more and actually it's nice hearing you say something like that because you seem to always work on things that in your mind are so logically bipartisan and and which they are but um it is nice to 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 hear that that sometimes people are just wrong. And especially now when it's sort of like I don't know how many more concessions Logic is supposed to make yeah. these people <laughs> and it it just is like enough is enough with that. however, i and I do think that actually, I would be surprised if these I would think if these students have a problem with it and are concerned about it, that their parents would have a really big problem with it. And I would think across the aisle and across the spectrum, if someone's teacher has a public Instagram that's showing someone being killed that that violates every term of use um just by that one video she mentioned of the the woman dying at at the capitol or being being shot at the capitol but um i so i do think you could even take this to instagram at the very least but this is a real problem and the real solution is i think she should be either muted her account should be made private or she should be fired yeah
2: yeah i think that absolutely this is a case of you have to take this to the people in your workplace who are responsible for the standards of that community. And that is all this is. This is not, Oh, she's my coworker. And I don't, I don't want to get a fire to do I, or, and it's personal. It's this, that your job is to shape young minds. You're allowed to have a difference of opinion with the people that you work with, but that is your should be your personal opinion. This, should, this shouldn't this should be her curriculum, and pictures also of that, Kamala Harris being lynched.
0: I was going to say, also, it's it outrageous. seems like these aren't even conspiracies. This is just violence. Also,
2: you need to, uh, first of all, I would screen capture all of these posts because she's going to take her Instagram down the second that she gets wind of the fact that that. Somebody's tattling on her, and you need to take this to the school. And if the school isn't willing to listen, you need to take it to the school board. Yeah. And you can do your best to stay anonymous. It's not going to work, of course, but you can try. And this is, if nothing else, this woman should not be communicating these ideas. And but this is, she's compulsive. She's posting ten or twenty times a day. In the this local paper. I'd
1: say, I'd say the local paper yeah. is another
0: option. Good call.
2: But this is, and also, there's never been a better moment because no matter what whether people actually sympathize or sympathize a little bit. All of these people who stormed the Capitol last week are getting fired right now because it looks bad for the companies and the places that they work. No matter whether they secretly sympathize with these people or not, they're losing their jobs. And this is the moment where it also, there's never been a more teachable moment, to be honest, to say these aren't just ideas. This isn't a difference of opinion. Yeah. As Andy was saying, there are facts, And we need to honor that. You don't have to vote the way I want you to vote, but you need to honor the fact that there are things that are true in this world and things that aren't and that we are shaping these young minds and that if you really are very serious about your job as a teacher, you should feel that this is an important thing to do. Take care of it. Yeah.
0: Did you ever teach anybody, Andy? Did you ever uh, uh at or assistant teach at like a class at Harvard? Or, know, I've or, done guest. I've yeah. done
1: guest lectures. Yeah. Like a, Do you have to whip like, them
0: into shape, or are they pretty good listeners?
1: Well, it was at it was at a, a pre K. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, they, they really absorbed it all. 10%. I Here's the ten <laughs> You did laugh. You got to admit you laughed. I,
2: don't, I laughed. Pathetic.
1: Hard. You guys are pathetic <laughs> if you laugh at my jokes. Um, no, uh, I, I, I've done a, you know, college and grad school. Like, you come in for a day and yeah. Yeah. So no. teach stuff. No, like, no grading papers, <laughs> none of that stuff. You
2: haven't been responsible for the community in some way.
1: Oh, no one would do that. But
2: this is very serious. If you worked at a Costco, you'd have to report this person.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the thing is, like, um, I I have a neighbor two doors down, three doors down, who wanted to know, seriously what's what's the what's the real likelihood that BLM and Antifa were responsible for what happened last Wednesday and she said and, and, and she's conservative and her husband's more conservative and she said, "My husband and all his relatives are positive because they've all seen the faces that match people from all the antifa demonstration, and she 's going through this whole elaborate thing and so, so there's a world in which there are some probably Photoshop, like someone who's just basically simply ph- Photoshop, right? And you know, I, I said, look, Photoshop plus gullibility is quite powerful. Um, so you know, look, you can believe in this day and age whatever you want, and you can find evidence to support your beliefs. Yeah, the, the confirmation bias is so strong that if you want to believe something that is so illogical, as opposed to the most logical thing to believe. You can do it. You can find evidence. You can convince yourself. You can persuade yourself. And so our decision-making no longer goes through what do I think it goes to, okay, what's my tribe? What does my tribe think? Right. And then let me go find that body of evidence in the netherlands of the internet.
2: Yeah. Well, which is where the
0: truth lies according to it.
2: Yes. And by the way, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these people were at the demonstrations over the summer yelling at people on the other side. Mm-hmm. I just think there's, you know, there's a lot of nobody wants to dig deeper than what it is that they have to confirm their own belief system. Well, because
0: it's so humiliating to be wrong about something that you have well, gone all. But that's out also
2: on. how we got in this situation in the first place. These people have been repeatedly told that they're wrong and that they're the crazy last, for however many years. And instead of believe, we were talking about Tanya Harding last week, believe it or not. But instead <laughs> of confronting that and saying, okay. I have a, I accept responsibility. This is a dark moment, but I have to rebuild from here. It's a lot easier to say I'm going to put on a Viking helmet and some face paint. Yeah, somebody made I mean, a joke. It,
0: it, I think the scary thing about it is it almost feels like people. It's not just changing someone's mind about something. It's like fully like deprogramming someone. From it's
2: also empowering cra- from- to feel like you're part of a movement where all these other disenfranchised oh, to- people I mean- are, are told the same things. And really what it is, it's people that just feel their grasp of whatever powerlessness in their life. Yeah. They just feel it slipping away. It's just eroding. Of course.
0: Them. Yeah, it's humiliating to admit defeat.
2: All of these old men with this stupid assault rifle. rifle. I mean, yeah. just it's all crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: God forbid white people are... are- are at risk of losing 2% of their power. Yeah. Compared, you know, I mean, yeah. whereas, you know, I mean, people of color um, who've been struggling to gain from, you know, uh, so much um, discrimination, so much um, that, that like, if, if people feel like part of someone being equal to them is that they're going to lose 1% to 2% of their power uh, or their historic um, place in the world, um, that's a real threat to them. And they are just not used to dealing with the threat and they can't deal with it. It makes them completely unsympathetic to me, by the way. Oh um, yeah. But, it, but it makes you understand that this comes from a deeper place. You know, it's like the, the, the Serbs and the, I mean, I just have a, just hitting with a tennis ball with so a guy from Serbia and like the, the stuff, the stuff is like hundreds and hundreds of years rooted so i don't think we can expect to change people's minds i think we need to beat them i think we need to be i mean physically beat them i think we just i think but i but i
2: truly also believe that this movement needs to be crushed yes i believe that the idea that we just do a little something about this i think they should treat this like the mafia this needs to be squashed or it's never it's never gonna be over
1: we need a tone we need an fbi version of tony fauci
2: yeah
0: absolutely yeah
2: all right brian next question okay here we go this is a very steamy one, Andy, so be prepared.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. Dear Rana, Brian, and fabulous guest, I'm Andy. A hu- Andy, I'm a huge fan and an avid listener. I'm turning to you all because you, Rana, are the quintessential expert on literally everything. And I'm both terrified and anxious to get your expert advice here. Here goes, and I'll try to keep it brief, truly. I'm a married woman in my 40s, been married to my husband for almost 20 years, have two children, and live a pretty normal life. A little over a year ago, I had a chance meeting with a man. We'll call him Felix, who I went to high school with but didn't know well, and we began communicating by text. He, too, is also married, same age, also two children. Our texts became flirtatious quickly, and it was evident that we were both engaging in, at minimum, a flirtation. Since that time, we have found a few opportunities to see one another in person, which obviously led to physical intimacy. So here Mm. we are today. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. We continue to text every day. We know a lot about each other in our lives, talk on the phone on occasion, and see one another when it's possible, which is not often, but is, of course, always intimate in the most adventurous way. My My thoughts on this whole thing. I think some of the allure is the fun of flirting and feeling totally desired and recapturing that type of excitement again. My husband and I generally have a fine relationship. We happen to have great sex. I would certainly say not as wild as with Felix. And in fact, I'd say my husband is actually better in bed. Oh, excuse me. I would say certainly as wild as with Felix, as wild as with Felix. And in fact, uh, my, my, I'd say my husband's better in bed. Hmm. But emotionally, I don't always feel completely fulfilled by him. Felix has a genuine warmth and kindness that my husband seems to have sort of lost over the years. My husband's both attractive and a good guy and a very present father, but he's also a brutally honest type and doesn't always make me feel great emotionally. Felix is very successful. Some might say more so than my husband, (laughs) which I wonder if that's part of the appeal too. While Felix's wife is certainly attractive and fit and smart and checks all the boxes, I do happen to know that I'm much more adventurous and fun sexually than Felix's wife. Hmm. They, too, seem to have a fine relationship, but they do schedule sex when they have it, which sounds boring. She also doesn't engage in (laughs) oral sex on her end, nor is she good at it, from what I understand. So my question, (laughs) why am I doing this? And when or how should I stop? I know this is going to end in a difficult way in some capacity, yet I'm not ready to shut it down. Do you think Felix and I are doing this for the same reasons? Is he just looking for sex? It doesn't feel that way because we only see each other a few times, yet we text constantly— and are getting to know one another, but of course I do wonder sometimes. I vacillate between feeling this is totally not worth it to feeling that this makes me happy and is not outwardly hurting anyone, so why not? I know that makes me sound horrible because I'm married and I have no interest in breaking up my family, but I do genuinely care about Felix and I can't help but wonder, and I can't help but wonder, in some way were we meant to be together? Thank you for any advice you can provide and keeping fabulous. I'll just say L. She wrote her name, but I don't know if she wants us to say it, so I'll just say L.
2: Well. Andy. You, look, need, s- you look stricken uh, by this. I question. think I need
1: to go third. I think she wants your view the you most. To, and I don't she think, does run
0: it. She did I, yeah. call
1: out you. So I don't think yeah. she wants to wait through Brian and I on the guy's side until after you're done. And she can decide if she wants to listen to us too. Fair enough.
2: In some ways, she sounds like the luckiest woman on the planet. I don't know anybody that is having terrific sex with their husband and terrific sex with their lover Yeah, and doesn't seem terribly bothered uh on a uh integrity level about what it is that she's doing she doesn't feel she doesn't seem to feel unentitled to this uh dalliance Which I think for most people, it's the existential guilt and dread over the situation that you find hard to live with. She seems to have made a lot of peace with that.
0: Well, it seems like neither one of them wants to, like, cause a ruckus.
2: No, but she's Please, keep going. Keep going. She's starting— No, I think that's absolutely right, is that they seem to be on the same page about this. And it seems to be a very sort of European arrangement where she has a husband and a boyfriend— Uh, on some level. And there's no threat of it really exploding because he has a family that he doesn't really want to leave either. But there, of course, is the very last question, which is what the whole letter is actually about, not everything else in the letter, which is, are we meant to be together? Yeah. And that is where the danger The fissure enters this fantasy. I
0: hate that word more than anything in the world. Somebody
2: used it on TV the other day. I almost fell off my chair. (laughs) It's an awful word. Because we all, I mean, it's actually uh, a terrific Andy, don't you immediately
0: think of anal fissure when someone says the word fissure? (laughs) I will now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh,
2: You know, it sounds like a midlife crisis is what it sounds like to me. And it is sort of unusual that, um, usually I think women are a little less comfortable with threatening the home structure, but I guess it always takes two to have an affair. So, you know, maybe that's not entirely fair. Um, your feelings, uh, the problem is the actual problem is the emotional intimacy in this relationship. Not again, Do I think you should be running around sleeping with someone who's not your husband? No, not really. That's not really my my method of operation, but I wasn't born yesterday. I mean, I understand that this happens in people's relationships and this happens in life, but you're growing more attached to this guy. And that is what is going to cause the threat to your family and your stability. And so this is probably the moment to end it because it is going to, if you don't want it to end in a spectacular fashion that threatens uh all of these institutions that you hold dear then hang in there you know if you hang in there if you want it to explode but if you want to get away with it which is what you are right now i'd end it pretty soon it's my opinion
1: so ryan you want to go Do you want me to go next you hit it so my read is she's looking for your permission rona to keep rana sorry
2: Corona, 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 I corona, yeah.
1: She's looking for your permission to keep this going. Um, look, I I, I, have no, I have no expert in this topic. Uh, I'm not a doctor in this topic, but I'll I'll say this: <laughs> I find it hard, personally, to live without on like. I don't want to sound like a Boy Scout, but with like honesty, in, I find it hard to hide stuff in life, yeah. even even sm- much smaller things than this. I think it's a pretty big thing at least by my by my scales i find it hard to live with myself forget about lying to my wife which i which i would also find very hard but i find even um this sort of living in this sort of deception is not a fun place to be and never worth it um so look i mean i say i got a different remedy tell your husband say hey i'm doing this and are you cool with it Because I want to do this. And if you don't have the guts to tell your husband, then end it. And if you don't have the guts to end it or tell your husband, then live with yourself. But I think living with yourself in this world is going to, as Rhonda said, it's going to create all kinds of potential complications in the future that you can't pretend don't exist. And not just if you get caught, even if you don't get caught. I'm not talking about like going to hell or anything. I'm just talking about um, it'll twist you
0: up inside. It does cause some. I think lying like that so constantly of co- has to be wear and tear for your body and your mind and your everything. I do love that idea actually. I, I think that if if everyone is on the same page and everyone's honest about it, then and you get an okay, then there. I think it would take a lot out of it for you, but yeah, you know. But I think it would it would take a lot of the risk. You realize away. the
1: sex was pretty shitty once you once it was condoned. Exactly, exactly, and also this- I would
0: say that. What you have told us in your letter is, from my perspective, that he really enjoys the sex with you. There's a big difference to a man with getting real sex never and then starting to get it. Also, the things that you have said, and I bring that up because the things that you have said yeah. that he has mentioned to you have been about how great you are in bed. So that's clearly what keeps bringing him back because you seemed really self-assured that I'm so much better than his wife. He keeps telling me that da 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 da, in bed. So I think that is where this is for him. Just from reading your letter, I think that probably he is maybe not on the emotional level that you seem to be on. And that just is sort of like hurting you so much more than even just having this affair. It's just this idea that like, I don't think this guy's ever going to meet you there. In terms right. of emotion.
2: Well, I think they are, they're texting every day. So there's this, I don't want to call it a faux intimacy because that's not fair. It is an intimacy. It's just a, an intimacy. It's a limited intimacy. it It would call just be so
0: great. Like Andy said, it would be so great if you could feel this kind of passion from somebody because it sounds like your husband's an animal in the bed, but is sort of, I don't know, maybe even disregards you a little bit. But Other, what otherwise. else
2: do you want? I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm so, I, I don't mean to make it sound like we shouldn't all be striving for total satisfaction in our lives, but my God, she's been married to this guy for 20 years and she has terrific sex with him and two great kids. And her problem is that her husband's a little bit of a dismissive jerk, which is wh- what he was when he married her. And so if you're tired of him on a personal level, If you're tired of the guy that you live with, it's very funny because usually sex is the problem that there's no sex or it's not that often, or it's the same thing over and over again, but, but the rest of the family life is so good. This guy's my best friend. And so what do I do? I live with it. Or I, or I try to find something outside of the relationship, which causes complications and threatens the thing that you hold dear, which is the actual family structure. But in this case, that's not the problem. But so what's so it,
0: strange about it is that the sex is amazing, but she doesn't feel desired by her husband, which is she's
2: bored. She's been having sex with the same guy for 20 years bored. or, or yeah. dating the dating the same guy for 20 years. Of course, everybody right. is going right. to feel yeah. this at some point.
1: She's bored. She's bored, but you know what? That's why I, it's just fine. But you can't be like, if you don't believe in monogamy, which she doesn't, that's fine. I mean, she's allowed not to believe in monogamy. But she's married to someone who does, or it's, or as far as we know, does.
0: Right. So that's what everyone's got to gotta clean get up. in on it.
1: That's what she needs to clean up. Yeah, my opinion. But
2: what are the chances he takes that well?
1: Um, Zero. I think, one of, I think one of three things happens. One is he's like, yeah, I'm fucking someone else too, and then you, you got that. And, you yeah. know, and two is two is he's like, what am I not giving you? Know, yeah, you but it hurts. Blah blah blah. And it's like, what am I not giving you? And she's like, you know, you're distant, or you're this, or you're that, and they they talk it through and, 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 and they end up better. Um, the, the third is he says, you, you know, this is irreconcilable. This is rough. You got to make a choice between him and me, or I'm going to make the choice, uh, for you. And there's some small possibility at the fourth that he's like, you know what, if that's what you need, you know, go for it. But all of those paths, um, are, um, allow her to live with herself and her marriage, I think in a different way than she's the sneaking around stuff is,
2: in my opinion. Also, the sneaking around is um, entering a new phase where it's starting to wear off. The fun part is the sneaking around, but now she's starting to grow attached. And that's where it gets messy.
0: When was the last time you read Bridges in Madison County, Andy? <laughs> so I, You want know, to you know something? I, I I very
1: rarely walk out on movies. I am I can count on one hand the movies I've walked out on. I Let's walk hear out the, on that one, and then I walked out on this Dustin Hoffman, move, Hoffman movie outbreak of all movies. Oh, um, right.
2: Andy, yeah. shame on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: What What was it that it was so uh, off the mock that you had to walk out?
1: This was years ago. I'm like, that'll never happen. No, I don't know. Right. I, I just, I don't know. It's I don't know why I, know why I walked thing. out. I mean, it was as yeah. yeah. much that I was like dating someone and we were like, let's get the fuck out of here or whatever. Yeah. But, right. but no, Bridges of Madison County, I found really tough to watch. And then the book, and I... I sure as hell couldn't read the book.
0: (laughs) Well, I only bring that up because the lead character in this, the Italian woman, had the exact same struggle. She didn't know whether to stay with her husband or run off with Clint Eastwood. She ultimately didn't run off with Clint Eastwood, probably because it was so boring, the movie. But anyway. Let me
2: also save you this trouble, L. This guy's not going to run away with you. He's not leaving his family.
0: No. No, he probably has a third side piece. I'm getting that impression, too. He seems to be in this for the physical component, number one. I'm sure there's other stuff with it, but that seems to be his number one reason.
2: He was comfortable enough. I do think it's fascinating that you said that, of course, led to physical intimacy. And that, to me, is you're both people that are willing to have an affair. There are people that are willing to have affairs and the people that aren't. And you're one and he's one. So either you need to find a new person to have an affair with that you're not so attached to, or he has to. I mean, yeah. he probably has someone else he's having to feel with. Andy, we'll make this next one quick, because my guess is you probably have to get going. Okay. Hi, Rana and Brian, spelled incorrectly, by the way.
0: What's new? And so yes, far, Rana, all we've done are questions just for you.
2: This is just... I mean, that's... You know what? I'm sorry. We're going to have to talk to Adam. I'm sorry this even made it to oh, the top I'm, of the please. stack. Please. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I am a film lover and spend quite a bit of time on Letterboxd, a, a movie review app. I hadn't heard of it before this. Me neither. I mainly follow only close friends, but there is one person that we all sort of know that I need to talk about. We'll call him Sam for now. Sam has been posting, what are you going to tell us later to call him something yeah. else? So tell know. him his our real name. Sam has been posting movie reviews and ratings for a couple of years and he is prolific. He watches rates and reviews roughly a movie every single day. And his reviews are sometimes several paragraphs long. So far, so good, right? What's the problem? Well, the problem is me and my friends would read these reviews and scratch our heads because they are all over the place and oftentimes do not make sense. And then one day, while trying to look up a word we had never heard before, we we discovered something and we haven't been the same since. He has been plagiarizing his reviews.
0: Oh, this is so good.
2: Like every single one of them. And he has thousands all caps now on the surface this may seem innocuous now on the surface this may seem innocuous but it sure does drive us batshit crazy for status he has a very professional job and is married with children we cannot figure out what his end game is and we would be very much appreciate and we would be very much appreciated we would very much appreciate
0: the grammar me. in these letters Ronna.
2: if you could shed some light on this is this something he could lose his job over? Is it okay for us to call him out publicly on the letterbox? Lose site? his
0: job? Okay. Would
2: we I mean is he a film reviewer? Right. Would we be doing anything other than embarrassing him? Or is this something we should all just let go and move on? I realize this problem is trivial to what's going on in the world, but we really could use a professional opinion. Sincerely, the film gang. I don't want to use my name to keep his IN an
0: Oh, uh, this is a delicious question. I, I don't understand people like that. What is it? Just someone needs attention. Andy, did you ever take one of Michelle Obama's speeches and use it as your own? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I didn't even occur to me. Melania <laughs> did it. I just, it's a, I tip. Had, it's a tip. It's a tip. If I had, <laughs> I'd have thought about it.
2: I, mean, um, I don't, I, don't
1: I, go, I go high when they go low,
0: so I don't do that. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what drives a person to do this, except just – it reminds me of that movie The Squid and the Whale when the kid pretends he wrote the Doors song or the somebody song. He pretends that he's a songwriter and that he wrote – like, actually, I think it was a Bob Dylan song that he says he wrote, something like that. I don't know if this guy just wants people to think he's a genius or prolific, like you said. And I just don't know who craves that kind of attention like that, that they're willing or, to cheat or for Or whether
2: it. he's – whether he's sort of desperate, I mean, it's so pathetic to think about, but it's all whether he's so sort of desperate to be engaged in this community and just can't keep up. And so people will always respond if you post something. I mean, maybe we're talking about 10 people. I have no idea, but that he's in that feedback loop and it's just easier to keep posting somebody else's. Why bother writing a review and watching the movie when you could just put this up and someone will comment? I don't know. I don't live in an online wormhole like that.
0: Andy?
1: You know, first of all, I want to say how much I've come to admire Brian and Brian's opinions since this has started. (laughs) This is my setup to kind of disagree with where you were, Brian. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Do that in the nicest possible way. That's fine. Like, the people just crave drama, oh, my God, we find a guy on a website that none of us have ever heard of right. who's like doing this thing that like bothering these nine of us and we're now we're taking about calling the police and the fbi and getting him fired from his job and that's like i mean my, you know it's like it's like it reminds me of like bewitched when the, she's like staring out her window with the binoculars sure seeing who's coming in the door it's like i i mean i don't know i i guess i would just say like If I something like that, I would like it would go in one ear and out the other, for me because it's like, and I know that like when you discover something that other people don't know, you do have this instant feeling of discovery, which is like, oh my god, wow, yeah. But then like you gotta like get past that to the point where you're like, okay, let me put it in some perspective. It's not my fucking business. It's not my fucking life. It's not you know. It's and and there are way more important things to to focus on. At least that's how. I would look at it. So, you know, it's—is it weird? Is it stupid? Is it potentially maybe? Maybe it's a lot of those things. But, um, but but maybe maybe I'm um uh, of the mindset that like, why 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 tinker? Why meddle? Why like try to cause trouble yeah. here?
0: Unless he's like a professional writer or something. I, I don't I don't know why you would even want to get involved in this. You're absolutely right. I think actually the letter writer is looking. Feels empowered right now with this information.
2: What if you were in a book club? Okay. And everybody read the book. Mm-hmm. And every month everybody came and read the book and gave their opinions. Mm-hmm. And one person mm-hmm. never read the book mm-hmm. and only read the New York Times book review. Are you talking the, about me, Rana? Of the book. Just saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's you, maybe it's not.
0: I mean, it, okay.
2: And they came every month and they regurgitated the opinions of whoever. Sure. And everyone else was participating in what they thought was this group activity, which is we have a shared passion for movies or whatever. Would it bother you that that person in your very, because this is an intimate group. This is a bunch of friends that do this together. And this guy is a friend of theirs, but maybe a little bit on the outside of the group. Mm -hmm. What if... Would that, would that bother you? If you were in the book club and somebody was spouting someone else's opinions I, and not participating in the social contract, would that bother you?
1: I personally could care less.
0: Yeah, I think, but I, but I think it a busy would body. be annoying. But
1: I'm not a busybody. I don't yeah. like, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I make plenty of mistakes. I've done plenty of stupid shit before. I'm, I'm sure I've done <laughs> the equivalent of not reading a book for a book club and trying to fake it that I, that I had. And but every and, single time. I mean, I mean, who am I to judge? I mean, like, does it, I mean, honestly, if he was, if this was somebody hurting somebody and, you know, and I was witnessing an injustice or, you know, I mean, like, if, like, if, if we were sitting here talking and you said something racially insensitive, because you thought, hey, it's just a three, like, i I'd, I'd call, I'd call you out on it, even if I don't know you very well, just because you, just good to have that check. So I'm not without, you know, there's certain there's certain things I think are important to reinforce, right. but when people are, you know, there, there's a whole zone of shit that's just somebody it's just not my business.
2: He needs this. Like Why does business. he need this? And if yeah. he, if he needs it this bad, let him have it. Is can your we opinion. just
0: say because I feel like the audience thinks you're talking about me, Rana, and I don't well, do this.
2: They can she, think whatever they want said, to think.
0: She hasn't said your name, but we belong let, to a book club together.
2: Yeah, well, we do. she has
1: been signaling and spelling in <laughs> the air.
2: Brian, <laughs> with right. I am, of course, not talking about Brian. Thank you, Ron. I read making, the book every I was month. Making an, I was just making an analogous point, which mm-hmm. is, would it bother you? If you, were, if you were doing the work, would it bother you? Brian, I don't I mean, care
1: that you don't read the book. I don't care. Thank you, Andy. I've well, never
2: read it plenty of once. people in a book club that don't read a book. No, it's true. I but think it would it's be annoying. It off as reading it that's bothering people.
0: I think that would be annoying, but I don't think it would bother me.
2: Why don't you just, I mean, look, if you want to really explode this thing and take this guy down, if that's your opinion is that you think this is, you know, you want to be, we've been talking about a lot about Frankenstein's village lately. If you want to be the one with the pitchfork and the torch and go over after this guy that needs this so badly, so be it. Just repost one of the reviews that, you know, Google the sentence, find the Pauline Kale review and repost it to the app and say, this looks familiar. Or send it to him on the side the, and say, you know, Gnug, either watch the movies or don't watch the movies. But he feels he needs this for some reason.
0: Yeah, I would just like, yeah. who, at this or point, I agree him. with Andy, like, who even cares?
2: But if you guys want him out of your group, you could say, look, uh, you know, everybody in the group's watching the movies and giving their personal opinions. I've noticed that you uh you may agree with these re- these reviewers that you've read and this may all you may share their opinion, but if you're not gonna cite them, uh, then maybe this isn't the group for you. You ever,
1: you ever seen the kid like the kids like the we're all in middle school and there's a kid in class who like tells the teacher, Brian's three minutes late every day and he doesn't uh. bring his own lunch and the teacher's like, Yeah, I know. And the kid's like, Oh yeah i'm gonna keep everyone telling knows. you this like everyone knows nobody cares right right yeah. i do want
0: to reiterate that brian runs. does not do this no no not you yeah. Brian. this is brian with an eye this is different oh, okay great, great 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 great
2: she doth protest too much yeah. if you asked me.
0: I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Ooh, it's yeah. impo- when Rana accuses you of something, it's impossible for anyone I to believe you. I didn't accuse
2: afterwards. you, but the fact that you, you took were going personally means that I wasn't at all, actually. <laughs> it sounds uh, like you were. There's only three of us in our book club. I, I know. was talking about a big book. I absolutely was not <laughs> accusing you of this.
0: But Rana, if not everything's about me, then what is about but me? But just
2: because you heard it that way makes me wonder now. But yeah, no, I good, never, of Good course, thing he
0: didn't get defensive.
2: Brian is a terrific member of our book club, a very productive member of our book Thank club. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. My now, God. Like,
1: I want you to think about the next comments you make in your book club, Brian.
0: And they have to be so original. I'm gonna I, really, I would have to rack my brain. And you know what I'm into? None gonna do.
2: of this was about Brian. But the it always
0: is, is. It always I'm is. I'm the
2: kid who wants to tell the teacher. That's who I am. I'd be <laughs> furious. I'd be I'd be writing back to him. I've seen this somewhere before. Well, but I would would. Scare do is the pants would, off of him.
0: I would do a fake identity and say, Hey, it's Manola Dargis. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know that I yeah. know that your work is not your own. Yeah. And then actually you could do a team you could be like, love Janet Maslin, Lisa Schwartzbaum.
2: <laughs> Janet Maslin has joined the group. If you're gonna that's do what that. you should do. If you're gonna yeah.
1: do if you're gonna mess with him, then you might as well really mess with him. Go get the original authors to, to and, and write their, and write a fake legal letter <laughs> suing in for his house. I mean, if you want to mess with them, that's a whole other category. Yeah. We could help
0: you there. Absolutely. You should just go to these, get get some famous movie viewer, reviewer that you've poached from to be like, I am on the Letterboxd app every day. And yeah. imagine my surprise. I, I have heard of this thing. You could
2: probably report him to Letterboxd.
0: Rhonda, now I want to know who does that. You won't tell me.
2: Who does Letterboxd to who does no, what? No,
0: who doesn't read the book.
2: I... It was a made-up idea, Brian. I was an analogous oh, situation. Okay. This guy doesn't watch the movies. And you two were fine with it. And then I tried to make it personal and say, if you were in a book club, right. how would you feel?
0: I just got very, very defensive about it.
2: I, I mean, it felt like it was real. Hey Brian,
0: i would never even been invited to a book club. Do you want All to right. join ours? We're reading- uh, Yes. What's, yes.
2: The Vanishing Half by Brit Bennett. You have That's to have right. it read by next week, Andy, so yeah. we can talk about it on the Patreon mm. book club.
0: nothing to do after. with saving <laughs> lives. I'll start the week after.
2: All right. It's a month after. It's a monthly book club. Brian, that was not in any way dedicated, uh, pointed oh, at you. I know. I, was, I was just was it up. Now I'm wondering. Now I'm wondering. Um, okay. So now is the time in our program when? What happens, Brian? <sighs> oh, my
0: God. Andy, you're going to die. But just, you know, yeah, we all know. <laughs> did you get the vaccine yet? I have not. Okay.
2: Oh, I think he did. And he said he hasn't. No, That's I'm a young man.
0: I'm a young he, I'm a younger he man. He doesn't I'm seem like the kind of guy who would skip a line. Does it,
2: like, does it seem like there's a lot of graft happening? Does it seem, oh, a grift or graft? In other words, are rich people getting the vaccine and we're not hearing about it? or have, That hasn't really rich happened. Rich people
1: are flying to Florida where, they which people over 65 are flying no. to Florida where they're getting the vaccine.
0: Yes.
2: If you could fly but Florida, somewhere. Hasn't Florida
0: also said you can come here from wherever? I don't know. But I thought there was something where the governor was like, yeah. it's an open invitation, basically. They're giving it to him. What about young people? There. What about young people?
2: Like young you people, and me. people, are they flying to Florida? Oh, I think
1: I think only people over 65, I'm not sure. Yeah.
2: But is there isn't any shadow economy that you know about the Hamptons people sure aren't getting is. the vaccine? I'm sure
1: there is. I'm sure there is. Yeah. I'm quite sure there is. But yeah, and, and and we'll read about it six months from now. When we'll find out.
2: Yeah, um, have yeah. you
0: ever met a Kardashian?
1: Mm, none, no, never met a Kardashian.
0: Hmm. Okay. okay, all right, Andy. It's the end of the show, and that means that we like to give a yeah. gift to one of the people who wrote in, and it's just who we ever think, whoever we think deserves that. So I can yeah recap who we're giving or who is up in, uh, for this prize. And then we'll tell you what the prize is after. So the first one is I'm, I'm having sex with Felix. The other one, the next one is the QAnon coworker. And the next one is the plagiarized film reviews. So are the writers of the, which of the writers of those letters are you most sympathetic to the one who uh, works with a QAnon teacher who can't take it? The one who uh is having the affair with Felix or the um the person whose movie who the plagiarized movie reviews are driving them crazy. So
1: the the one that's a little loose, the teacher or the busybody? Yeah. Yeah. I only go with the teacher. Yeah.
0: All
2: right. I don't think we've ever spot. had
0: it is a type by I, I would had agree with you about. A list
2: of less less deserving letter writers.
0: It's true. They it's were usually all to very get
2: obvious who uh, who should get the prize. Well, the prize today is going to be in honor of Andy Slavitt a little Aesop hand sanitizer, which is a very high end hand sanitizer.
0: Terrific. But we
2: want to remind people that they've got to keep doing this hand sanitizing and they're washing their hands and wearing the masks, even if they get the vaccine. Right. So that's our our themed gift today in honor of Andy Slavitt. Yes. Andy. Andy. In the bubble with Andy Slavitt.
0: Don't Comes miss this podcast, real time podcast. I don't know. That what
2: days does it come out, Ian? Is Mon- it bi weekly? Monday and
0: Wednesday. Monday and Wednesday, Wednesday bi weekly. And, and tell us the name of the book Semi-weekly.
1: that's coming weekly. out. Semi weekly. Semi
2: weekly. Bi is every. Other I never week, get that right. right. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know how I, I
1: know? It. I go to do the same thing in my head every time. Bicentennial every 200 years. And then I go, it's the opposite.
2: I do bi monthly twice a month. That's how I remember.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, and we have a book called Preventable. You can buy it now. It's, Preventable. It's it's that coming. When is this show coming out, by the way?
0: Tuesday.
2: On Tuesday, which I meant to ask you, how's the world going to be different when this comes out?
1: So, when, well, I can tell you how my world will be different since it doesn't come out until Tuesday. I will be um, taking a leave from the podcast. I'll be in Washington working in the White
0: House as <gasps> of Friday. Really? Yeah. Do you get any plus ones? Uh. Sure. Oh, great! I'd Andy, love to join you.
2: Can you get us invited to the White House Hanukkah party? That's what we want to know. The last one I went to was the last one for the Obama administration. I, I might have seen get us, you there. Can you and then okay? Did you see did Merrick Garland? See, <laughs> did you see Merrick Garland shuffling around the hors d'oeuvre table? And did you also feel that nobody really wanted to talk to him? No. I, okay, then you didn't notice, but Merrick Garland was shuffling around. Nobody really wanted to talk to him because he had just had the big, you know, they nominated him, the misfire wah, wah. with the nomination. Yeah. And so nobody knew what to say to him. It was like there was a death in the family and nobody knew what to say. And he was sort of hovering over the hors d'oeuvre table, which was a beautiful, they had a gorgeous spread, but yeah. hov, hovering over the table, sort of, you know, talking to himself about the hors d'oeuvres. The beau, and the- you
1: get the Monica Bow and uh, the, the, do- the dogs. And they were like blue, or maybe that was a Christmas. Oh, the dog. Party, yeah. Right? Wait,
0: what were their names? Bo and no, something.
2: No, Bo and Sunny. Who and I met yeah. the yeah. day yeah. after the Hanukkah party. I met them.
0: Really? <laughs> you did.
2: Yeah, they were already rolling up the rugs because they were moving out, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. But more importantly, what is your new position going to be at the White House, and and how long are you off the podcast for?
1: Well, I'm going to be a senior advisor for the pandemic response. Wow! For, God, uh, fabulous. For four months, I'll just be. I'm going to be there through uh, the end of May, and then I'll be back back on the podcast back. Well, some so kind of really,
2: you really could have given us a better answer then about what happens on day one. As a you, all you said was have a plan. You really could have given us something a little bit more flushed out than that. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I guess I could have. I guess yeah. I could have. If I had <laughs> something better. <Yeah.
2: laughs> well, maybe you'll come up with some ideas well, between now and then. Andrew. Well, if this
1: is to be on Tuesday, Biden last Friday, yeah. which is, which is we're recording this on Wednesday, yeah. but two days from now, a few days prior from when this comes out, we'll be announcing, will or will have announced um, a, uh, a a pretty significant set of steps and a plan. Oh, fabulous! That, that um, you know you can you can you can play a piece of clip from it, or you can refer
2: to Go to, to, to the it or website whatever. or whatever. And tomorrow
0: yeah. night, I'm res- uh, supposed UPS is supposed to um, I'm supposed to get a delivery of a pair of clogs oh really that's exciting now you, t- now you tell us
2: dance co-clogs
0: they're
1: like or
2: birkenstock HB yeah. helsinger
0: hb helsinger
1: well, why Good don't you wait know. 11 months into the pandemic before you ordered the clogs
2: all kinds of i didn't think news i was that here. kind of person he also didn't know the pandemic was going to be another 11 months which is what it's looking like right now but yeah. in any event well. Labor Day. That's what we all have to have our eyes on the prize for Labor Day. That's when life will hopefully return to some normalcy. Is that right, Andy?
1: I have an episode on on that. Yes, and with f- I know fifteen I scientists. To it. Yeah, and they that was the general average consensus. Was my question was simply when will people be doing indoor dining again, indoor meeting again safely without a mask? Yeah. What date? And the average of all the scientists was Labor Day. That's yeah. not so bad.
2: If that's end of, yeah. I mean when true, you've done it this we get there, long, but... It'll
1: feel like nine months ahead always feels like a long time. Nine months behind you always seems fairly quick. So. That's true. That's true. Well, well congrats on the success. No I kidding. mean this is truly honor.
2: exciting. And so you won't be returning though you won't do any updates or anything while you're you're gonna focus strictly on the task at hand.
1: Yeah, I think I think I'm probably gonna just focus yeah.
2: on
0: um what's in what's in front. I mean
2: look for the yeah. help, as Andy. Go well, help listen, where you Andy, can help.
0: If at any point you get a chance to join Letterboxd, the app, I really would encourage you to do so for some good
2: downtime. <laughs> yes, just to put off, just to burn off a little steam. Exactly, to yeah, let off a little exactly. steam. Yeah,
0: put, put up some movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: And we'll look forward to you <laughs> joining Bridges the book Madison club County next yeah. <laughs> month. Yes, we'll keep you posted on so the book club. When I get club back selection. from the White House,
1: will you will you post me in the let me into your into your book club?
2: Yeah, of if course. You, if you can guarantee us an invite to the Hanukkah party. Do you think you can do a quick pro quo with us?
1: You know, I, I'm not believing, because you made a conditional, I'm all of a sudden not believing you really want me in your book club. Well,
2: it doesn't matter what you I believe be in. I want
1: to be wanted in the book no, club. No, but Andy, I, I, want, why I also can't I don't don't wanna, want
2: you in the book I don't club don't want and to want to go to a the book Hanukkah club? also
0: very personal, so I want you to meet to all your friends like Biden and Harris and like all, you know, we want to get to know each other. You have to understand, <laughs> I've never been invited to a
1: book club before. And I, I thought I was on the verge to somebody actually wanted me, but I'm a little sensitive.
2: You weren't so invited you to this me, one either. You invited me, it but yourself. You I him. <laughs> but it was a
1: condition of something else. I.
2: So it sounds like I'm you don't think you insecure. can deliver. You can't deliver I'm very on, the, on the invite. About this.
1: I'm What very if we insecure.
2: separate them? What if I just say, Andy, can you guarantee I can the, an invite to, for Brian and I to the White House? Our the next party book next club year. Is,
0: is our selection is called Prepared. Is that not what your what? is called? Did I get it wrong? <laughs> it's, 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 no, it's, 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 called it's called preventable. Preventable. Excuse me. Preventable. <laughs> right. The whole
1: pandemic was prepared. The whole pandemic was preventable. They're, they mean different things, Brian. <laughs> They're actually opposite things.
2: But preventable's on pre Okay, look. Here's what we'll do. We'll wait till you start the job, and then we'll know whether you feel like you can deliver on yeah. the invite.
1: We'll tell you what. Like, if I don't – we don't solve
0: – the pandemic I don't Then we're the not getting well. the not gonna be, not gonna be yeah. with party. and i'm not interested in talking what? to an assistant or a sec anybody yeah, don't i want to direct us, don't forward us
2: to doug's office you know what i mean that's not what we're interested in right if you want to yeah. forward us to jill's office that's fine yes but we want someone that can really get something done
1: yeah. yeah okay my only advice for you is ask for more <laughs> next time ask for hanukkah <laughs> and christmas
0: just ask don't.
2: I don't know that Christmas party's not special. They have them every day after Thanksgiving. They have to do Christmas party twice a day. There's only one day they do the Hanukkah party.
0: Did you ever meet the Salahis, the people who um, uh, oh my god, got into the White House State Dinner, who snuck in? <laughs> no, no, oh, okay. <laughs> This is way. there
2: any do you know what the most shocking news I heard this week was and I can't believe it but uh, why can why is there anything I can't believe anymore that they sold the Israeli embassy to Sheldon Adelson. Uh, the Israeli ambassador's residence to Sheldon Adelson. Did you read that this but, week? But didn't he die? And then he just dropped dead. Yeah. Oh, but well. they sold in match. They did a private oh. secret sale because the idea was they were trying to prevent Anyone from moving the embassy back to Tel Aviv from Jerusalem? Meanwhile, oh. United, you can
0: buy an embassy?
2: Well, you can only buy it if the United States decides to have a, a basically a garage sale and nice. say, "Oh, this is the stuff we don't need anymore."
1: I hadn't heard that. Yeah, wild.
2: Look it up. I'm furious. Um, okay. Enough of this. Andy, thank you so much for being here. People can, by the way, people should still go back and listen to In the Bubble because all of this is as relevant as could be. Who's the guest host?
1: The guest host is Bob Wachter, who's an awesome physician. um, Oh, a real doctor. And he's good. Yeah. A real actual doctor. Oh, so they
2: got an actual doctor. Rhonda was married
0: to a Dr. Bob. Different Bob, though.
2: Different Bob. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: All right, Andy. Before you fall asleep, we better get ready. Yeah. I'm
0: not falling asleep. I'm
2: just staring <laughs>
1: intently. All right, guys. Bye, Andy. See you. Be well, guys.
0: Okay, thanks,
2: Brian. Oh, we had breaking news right here on this podcast. Except that by the time it breaks, it'll already be broken.
0: It'll been broken, but he bro- the world needs to understand that he broke it to us before it was broken.
2: That's exactly right. We broke it before it was broken.
0: Boy, did we!
2: All right, read us the cliffhanger because we got to get out of here.
0: Oh my God, Ron. Yeah, I have to say I loved him.
2: He was fabulous, and I have to say, even though this episode's gonna be a little long, they got so much information. They went, we went straight to the source on this. These people Absolutely. think we're fooling around. We're not fooling Come around. Come on, yeah.
0: Okay, here's the cliffhanger. Hi, there's a few eyes there. That's like Jill Zarin. Hi,
2: hi. <laughs> I miss Jill Zarin's curio cabinet.
0: Do <laughs> you remember that dis- those letters that she had as a coffee table that spelled pop? Ugh. That was awful.
2: What about that apartment? That's my curio cabinet.
0: Her apartment she had that and that, baby awful blue, Brad, that, that awful blue. That awful Yes, and that awful yeah. designer she works with. You know,
2: Allie got very skinny though.
0: You've talked about Allie a couple times on here.
2: Allie got very skinny. You can see it on her Instagram.
0: Well, maybe they raised enough money for creaky joints finally. <laughs> That was her charity.
2: <laughs> oh, you're killing me! They did a they were doing a sweatshirt business during the pandemic, like a tie dye sweatshirt or something.
0: Oh, okay, good. I can't they remember what must it was. Have raked in well, they were
2: making masks. I can't remember what it was. But sure, They were in sure. Palm Beach making masks. Or
0: Jill Jill Zarin went to Trump's inauguration. Do you remember that?
2: I love that we went from. Uh, Andy Slavik in the pandemic, right back to Jill Zarin. That's it was who like are.
0: our our bodies had enough. Oh,
2: this just in: the House Majority voted to impeach President Trump.
0: How A many Republicans did they end up Second
2: with? time he is charged. I mean, I'm breaking news again. We're only breaking things that have already been broken. Yeah, two thirty two to one ninety seven,
0: and it looks like ten Republicans broke and voted the right way.
2: Yeah. Well, there we are. Okay. Um, to be continued on that.
0: Yes. In the meantime. Exciting
2: couple of weeks ahead. It of us. certainly
0: yeah. is, isn't it? Oh my yeah. God.
2: Yeah. Just when we thought we were going to get a break. We're not getting it. Honestly. A break. Everyone has to understand. I hope they're all taking their adrenal teas or whatever. Your adrenaline, your adrenals are gonna be absolutely blasted Shocked. this whole year. Yeah.
0: I mean. Okay.
2: <laughs> all right.
0: Hi, Ronna and Brian. Hi. Hi. I Hi. hope you all had the best holidays. Oh. I'm a single 26-year-old gay man who is currently conflicted due to a sexy encounter with a straight friend of mine. We get these all the time. Oh. This st-
2: is the new, well, that's <laughs> kind of been a theme in the pandemic. All these straight guys trying to That's out. true. All these quote unquote straight guys saying, world's going to end. We may as well give this a shot. And with the roaring 20s coming up.
0: I'm single 26-year-old gay man who is currently conflicted due to a sexy encounter with a straight friend of mine, or so mm-hmm. I thought, we'll call him Bobby. Here's some backstory. I've known Bobby since high school. Hmm. He's always been low-key, kind, a bit grungy, but by curious, I never imagined. He has a girlfriend that he's about to move in with. I invited him to a friend's house. He went out of his way to drop something off for me. It was pot. He got very drunk, and toward the end of the night as we were speaking, he began to pull me close to him. Hmm. I'm talking, his arms wrapped around my waist, looking directly into my eyes, and it was not in private. We were in plain sight. Mm. As I was leaving, he adamantly chose to leave with me.
2: Mm. Once we were outside,
0: he began to ramble incoherently about his sexuality and his curiosity. Unprompted, he eventually asked me to kiss him on the cheek, which I did. Duh. Then, after twenty minutes of him babbling, duh. I finally—I know—I finally asked him if I could just kiss him. Twenty six. Pre- duh. Twenty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we proceeded to have a passionate makeout session that I cannot stop thinking about. The only reason mm. it didn't go any further was because he ended up puking. And I brought, what an endorsement. And I brought him home. The next day he thanked me for bringing him home and we left it at that. So here's my question. Do I leave it alone and pretend it never happened? Should I reach out to let him know know I'm here if he needs to talk? He mentioned he doesn't have anyone to talk to about his sexuality with. I really, really don't want to come off as predatory, but he made the moves and confided in me. Yes, he's about to move in with his girlfriend. No, I don't want to take advantage of him or make him uncomfortable, but it was a great kiss and I see him in a completely different way now. Help, please! Best, gay, horny, and confused. P.S. Again, I never imagined this guy being number one sexually fluid, number two interested in me, number three a good kisser. Okay. All right. Well, Who let's are keep these do-
2: people that are living their best lives during the pandemic. This is throwing supposed to those be the-
0: coins down that wishing well this as hard to as be they be can after
2: right. the pandemic. This is supposed to be the Roaring Twenties after the pandemic. Not I just the, uh, read an
0: article, an essay about like. Post-Black Plague and how everyone went absolutely nuts.
2: Was it the Renaissance that followed the Black? What followed the Black Plague? Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. So a great period of creativity and uh, sexual excitement.
0: Yes, exactly. Send me
2: that article. I want to read it. I will. Uh, Join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash askrana. Yes. Uh, It's $5 gets you into the carrot chest, $10 if you want to see the video. A lot of people have been clamoring for the free feed. They want the full episode free feed videos on the Patreon. Now we're going to have to think about whether we have the manpower and the bandwidth to do that. And maybe we'll come up with another tier. but I'm not making any promises.
0: I mean, listen, at this point we're talking... That would be like a studio feature film, right?
2: It would be, look, we just don't know if that's where our priorities are for 2021, but we'll think about it. And if people are interested in that, write to us and let us know. We're doing, let's say we're doing a little poll, write to us at askrun at gmail.com. Let us know if that's something you're interested in. Or maybe we'll put up an Instagram poll. Maybe Tony can figure that out. I'm obviously talking out loud now. In any event, <laughs> Join event. us on Patreon. We have the book club coming up, "Vanishing Half" by Brit Bennett. I may have... read
0: the book. I may just read the New York Times.
2: I think you've already read the book. I have already. read the I book. happen to know because it was in your year-end stack.
0: I did I read it. I read it. In, yeah. Well, yeah, I read it with the so, Lobsterman.
2: Yeah. So maybe you'll have to do. Oh, you are in a book club with the Lobsterman too.
0: No, he watched me read it. I guess I should oh, say.
2: Oh, isn't yeah. that charming? Yeah. Um and. Uh, that's all we've got. And then, of course, we have so many fabulous guests coming up on the Free Feed.
0: My God. We forgot
2: to ask Andy if he had if he tried the coffee. We sent him the coffee. Well, he uh, forgot to
0: tell us how much he loved it.
2: And we have that's so true. And we have to thank everyone again for their fabulous support in December. The oh my god. It was such a boost to the show, and we hope it was a real boost to your holidays and your home lives. And I'm gonna say um, this, Rana. I'm yeah.
0: excited to spend Whatever this year is going to be with you and with our listeners, I feel like we're all in this together.
2: Isn't that charming and sweet? Ah, the biggest announcement of all we didn't announce.
0: Are we announcing it?
2: And now I realize I'm going to have to to go back and do an ad that goes at the beginning of the show. So now you've already heard it. We keep breaking things that are already broken. We got to do
0: what we got to do.
2: We're going to break it now, but then it'll already be broken because you will have heard about it.
0: Correct. So this consider is a real, this a reminder. a through the looking glass. Yeah.
2: <laughs> February 13th, we are doing our first Live from the Carriage House with Rana and Brian. The, the tickets, day
0: before Valentine's Day.
2: The tickets will go on sale. Uh, the Patreon people will get the link first on the 22nd um and then our free feed people will get the link on the 26th and we are hoping everyone wants to spend their lonely hats with us that's why we've chosen the 13th because we want to spend it with you and then you can spend the 14th with your real valentine whoever that person is
0: and if if there's any way ronna that i could just buy a quick batch of them and then sell them that i wouldn't mind
2: well that is between you and the black market is what i will say All right. But there's all kinds of fun stuff we have planned. You know us, we don't do anything halfway. And we've Uh, never
0: done a live show together. No. Like like just the two of us.
2: No, we haven't. And we've never done a live show via Zoom either. Exactly. But this isn't gonna be one of those boring Zooms. This is gonna be a blast.
0: No, this is gonna be like Sonia Henney special.
2: Oh, here we go. Here we go. I can't get over last week. Okay. We will oh people should go join Patreon just to listen to our figure skating conversation last week.
0: There is not enough room in this world for enough Tanya and Nancy Kerrigan talk. There just isn't.
2: No. And and if they haven't watched Thirty for Thirty, Tanya Hadding, they've got to get into it. The price of gold. Tonya Hadding. They've got to get on that right now. Yeah. All right, dears, we adore you. Kiss, kiss. Follow us on Instagram at AskRonna, at Brian Safi, at Ronna Gluckman. And we have so much fabulous stuff coming up. We can't wait to share with you. I can't wait, Ronna. Okay.